Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. And you are due for a sharpening. Tired. Welcome back. Yeah. To Radio Dan, Aaron, Evan. Three micro tears. All right, we're going to cut that intro, that cold yeah. open. We're going to start over. Five. One. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. You too. Back in the action. So we tried to do this last week without Evan. Evan had more important things to do, which I'm sure he always does, but that doesn't mean he's not here (laughs) in spite of that. But uh, it didn't work. So we kind of just hung out on the microphone and camera for a little bit. Didn't didn't record record anything. Any of it. No. (laughs) You wouldn't want to hear it anyway. You wouldn't want to hear it anyway, guy. Yeah, <laughs> dad, singular guy, dad, <laughs> dad, yeah. So we are on to the finals of the NHL, the NHL Stanley and Cup final. Yeah, we got a game to happen. Damn Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights once yeah. again. What is that like? Four is that four out of six years that they yeah, made nine, it to the 19, conference finals? Or twenty eighteen was their first year, and the year they made it and lost to the Caps. And uh, <laughs> was it last year? It was last year. They they got Eichel, and then the whole trade thing was a giant fiasco. Right, it fell apart because it of fell apart. Their- Poor management of finances well, and it, like it, it's strategy. So weird because I think we actually mentioned that on an episode a, a while back, like what had happened, right? They were going to trade for Dodonov, and then like everything went through except were they going to trade to get him or trade to give him away? Yeah, I thought he was already on. Uh, I don't know. So they're trying to trade him to someone else only to find that the team that they tried to trade him to wasn't on the list of his I'm willing to go there when he waived his trade clause. So they couldn't legally send him there. So all the shit that was going to come off the books money wise to make room for like getting Jack Eichel and stuff now was moot. That wasn't going to happen. So the other thing that happened too was, was it once they got Eichel so what happened? Right, that's what it was. So Mark Stone got hurt, and he was hurt for months, right? And they had the money because he was on long term IR. They made, and that was the whole deal. Was they were trying to get rid of Dodonov, and they were trying to get Eichel to come there with the extra money from Mark Stone not playing, right. in in hopes that they could get rid of Dodonov in time to play both of them. Right, what happened, because but, that would have that. That's what happens when you can like play in the playoffs, even though you're over the cap. 
right? And then you right. got to deal with all those penalties and shit in the off season. And then what happened? They missed the playoffs. Yeah. So they. <laughs> so they've had great. a wild. I mean, wild yeah. ride doesn't even fucking cut it. When they weren't able to get rid of Dodonov, they uh, couldn't activate Mark Stone off of long-term IR, and they missed the playoffs. Not to mention, Jack Eichel had to be traded to Vegas to get the okay to get the neck surgery he wanted. Oh, I know. That was... So going to Vegas only meant, okay, we have in spirit, we have Jack Eichel on the team. So this year was really... Yeah, this year was really the first time you honestly got to see... Mark Stone, even. Yeah. (laughs) And Eichel. And in order to clean up their bullshit, they traded Max Pacioretty to the Canes, who basically didn't play. Yeah. You know, the the new, uh, there's the new generation of those guys who just miss seasons at a time because they're made out of fucking, you know, ceramic. Dustin. Yeah, Dustin. Dustin. (laughs) Dustin Brown. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah and some spit so yeah wild ride is something because now they're back vegas is uh they rolled over in game six they rolled over dallas i mean just wow oh, yeah. dallas not show up to play six nothing Fuck. yeah so good for them you know dallas good for them good for you guys dallas you're <laughs> missing your window so oh but vegas closed. just you know, now you get the main thing is that the Panthers are just as good off as Vegas is. And, uh, you know, the Panthers, their their physical game is a little bit more, but I, it's definitely a game that Vegas can play. You know, so you're not, it's just not guaranteed you're going to beat them there because they're going to be physical. So I really think this one comes down to you have, an all world goaltender in Sergei Bobrovsky, who's playing better than he's ever played. Oh, he's standing on his head every night. And Vegas just doesn't have that as they don't have an answer to him showing up like that. If he is to do so. Right. You know, so if he's lights out, you score one or two goals a game. You got to hold the Panthers off of scoring more than that. Yeah. It basically, and that's tough. It is tough. So I Vegas, ha, funny enough, Vegas has got to give, the Panthers, the uh, the favorite odds wise over Vegas, as yeah, I say. Hello, funny. Vegas. <laughs> Homer calls Vegas. Hello, Vegas. <laughs> Give me a hundred on red. Doubt. But I write you a check. <laughs> you can just call Vegas. Just call Vegas in yep. general. Hello, say hundred on red. Yep. They didn't ask who you were. Yeah. Any proof of how they can hold you to it? You right. know. Jesus great i love it but anyway we should start a simpsons podcast it might be a little more (laughs) successful yeah probably (laughs) but um the panthers haven't been to the final since not too far after their inception i think it was the year after which was 96 so yeah i mean you know so you get you gotta like qualities here um Vegas, you could definitely call it a success right off the bat. I mean, we all know the story of like how, and they they said they wouldn't do the same thing for Seattle, and then Seattle ends up being pretty damn successful with who they've got. Yeah, and maybe it's just because 
the NHL, if you make it to the NHL, like the players are just so good these days. It's not like the parody, the lack of parody in the first expansion era, the first like two expansions in the NHL where the, you doubled the fucking pool of players you needed, but there wasn't enough players to fill it at such a high mark, you know? Right. And that happens to be the era that it, Teams like uh, the Canadians go on and win five cups in like six years, you know, if not in a row. I I should know that, but uh, that's because they they kept to their old school type of recruiting and you know getting these guys, and then there's you know so then you go out and do okay. Well, we can't have all these good players, so what if we just do the Flyers thing and beat the shit out of everyone we play? <laughs> And score some goals and have some good goaltending as well. And then right. they have the people have what they called the Philly flu. You're going to go play the Flyers and you're just right. absolutely oh, scared off your tail. I can't play coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> you don't want to go out there. It's brutal. I mean, you're yeah. trying to play hockey and they're doing that shit too. But hey, that's the path to the cup they took. They still won games and yep. that's how they did it. But, you yeah, know, man. I did learn that the uh, Flyers – <clears throat> hired their like GM and their coach like the day or so they got the bid. So it took a year for all these teams after they were, okay, your city is getting a, an NHL team. It took at least a year for the whole thing to manifest to stepping on the ice with a team. Right. So they went and got these guys right away and they spent the entire year going out and scouting these guys who not were, yeah, they were goons, you know, Dave Schultz and Ben Wilson. And so you're saying they these, had a plan. They had a fucking plan, dude. And it worked. Yeah. And yeah, you get lucky. You, you draft uh, Bob Clark in like the third round or something like that, you know? Yeah. But anyway, the point I'm making is that when Vegas did their expansion draft, a bunch of teams got scared and they're like, well, we don't want to lose this guy or this guy. So I'll tell you what, if you don't pick this guy and we leave him unprotected, that way we can protect more people, you know? So it's kind of like protecting them unofficially. Right. So we'll protect these 10 guys, but we also want to hang on to these two. So it will make you a deal. If you don't pick either of those guys and you pick one of these dudes will actually throw in another one of those, you know, quote unquote, these dudes. So that's how they got uh, Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley right. Smith, which is crazy for, for one expansion pick. You got two yeah. fucking guys. And they turn Florida. out to be two of the best goal scorers in the league right. at times. So that, okay, let's just a little sidebar here. If that doesn't give you more ammo inside of you, you know, that little belly fire that you have as a pro player, and then you're just putting all this kindling oh, on top yeah. and just slowly roasting. That Riley Smith and Jonathan Marshall are about to meet the team that didn't want them over other players in the oh, expansion yeah. draft in the Stanley Cup final. Show right? you, you mother. Yeah. Right. So that's going to be, I mean, everybody's got awesome motivation to be here. You just love those like underlying narratives 
Yeah, I mean, being the underdog feels good because you are sticking it to them and showing everyone why you shouldn't be, you know, your uh, 12th player, 13th player. Yep. I would imagine the bond on those teams is is quite deep because you all have that uh, innate feeling of being rejected together you're an island of misfit toys right and but you can play and then you put the right pieces around you and it's like yeah we're a legitimate fucking team and then you have a captain like mark stone who is kind of i don't know he's he's different he's not captain like right not because of his player anything i don't know what the guy's like behind but yeah yeah he's different just the way that he yeah for sure um, I remember when he was on the, the Senators, you know, and I remember when P.K. Subban broke his wrist in a playoff game, just chopped him down. And Subban oh, yeah. gets kicked out of the game. Mark Stone, he has got a broken fucking wrist, but he goes back in the game to, like, play a little bit. And he ended up missing the rest of the time. But there's a video you can see of Subban in the hallway that leads up to the bench, and he asks someone on his team, like a trainer, and he basically, you could you could tell he asked, is he still playing or did I hurt him so bad that he can't play? And when the guy's like, yeah, he's out there. PK lost it. Yeah, fought, like, cause, cause his thing is like, if I didn't kill him, <laughs> what good then, I was it? Well, then I shouldn't have been kicked out of the game. Right. I should still be out there. You know, like well, that's also, the like, way that they're going to make a call. It's like, like, I regret not hitting him harder because yeah, clearly what his, I did. Right. You know, I expected to get thrown out, but obviously it wasn't worth it. Right. But he couldn't shoot the puck from there and all that stuff. But yeah, Mark Stone used to get this. I don't know what his curve was, but he would cut the toe off. Just straight, just cut it off. So it was just this violently 90 degree angled tips. Like imagine getting high stuck with that fucking thing. Yeah. Then it's all like, because. He even explained it one time saying that it was specifically for digging into the boards. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Can, but it's like, you know, why don't jam you jam it up have, against it? Just have Warrior make you that curve, bro. Right. Like, don't just chop it off. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You're going to you stab catch somebody that in the eyebrow, that dude. That's going to feel so great. All those. Yeah. The eyebrow, all those dude. Shards. Yeah. The eyebrow, did. <laughs> but, you know, so Vegas. Teams doing that and giving Vegas this this dynamite team right off the bat, that was supposed to teach them, okay, you don't handle expansion drafts like that. You know, you yeah. just lose who you lose and you just deal with it, you know. Well, a lot of that didn't happen with Seattle, and Seattle ends up being pretty good because they made a good run in their second year. But, you know, there used to not be a draft outside of the expansion draft for expansion teams, apparently. And we like, oh, let's admit it. We talked about this earlier, but they, they, they you <laughs> yes, get the did. expansion draft and it was guys that were old. You'd get all these goaltenders who've been all the old classics. Can't Gump, Worsley, Glenn Hall, Terry Sawchuck. They all came Red back. Berenson. and Well, he's not a goalie, but yeah. I get you. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, they all came back and, you know, donned the pads and had fun playing as old men with no masks on. Oh, some of them started wearing masks at that age. But uh, 
the expansion teams were left to their own devices to go recruit what would make up their farm system because the NHL didn't award anyone what they call the universal draft. We talked about that earlier. The universal draft was not a thing. That's what we have now, right? So they were just like, well, here's some old ass and old players that aren't any good anymore. And here's the players that they don't want who are young because they figured they'd never make it anywhere. Now you're an NHL team. But how you go get replacements and how you go get future prospects is that's that's your fucking problem, dude. I don't care. Right. So so of course you're gonna like suck ass compared to the Canadians and you know the the original six as they the so called original six. Even though we talk, we'll talk later apparently on a later episode about <laughs> how there was a pre original six with more Flawless. than six teams. That's great. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. The one thing about Twilight. certain expansion teams, um, they, it depends on the year, obviously, but the original uh, expansion draft where they doubled the league in 67, they doubled the league. So basically you have a necessity for one, uh, or I guess an inevitability of one of those expansion teams making it to the finals. Right. Because it's just the odds right. based on East and, and Western conference. I don't know if they, if they like cross pollinated, that's the way that they did the cup where, okay. So everyone in the original conference is just, they're stalwarts and everyone in the other one suck ass, but the suck ass is going to meet the stalwarts in the final. Right. Although yeah. the blues, their first three years did that and lost like all three times to the Canadians or whatever. So maybe that is how it, it happened, but that's insane. Like <laughs> if you just have the expansion conference versus the old right. guard, <laughs> you know, and then like, yeah, you made the final, but that doesn't mean shit. Well, if that's you why they got beating a the- pool of fuckheads like you. And then you ran into Gila Fleur and Bob Ganey and, you know, Serge Savard and the lot. The Yeah, that's but, why the Blues got swept the first, at least the first year. Right. In the finals. I don't know if it was any oh, more you know than what? that. But. It, I, it, wasn't all, it wasn't all Montreal because the famous Bobby Orr overtime from Sanderson goal where yes. he gets tripped, you know, that was against the Blues too. Right. So that was a final as well. But. Yeah, maybe they are. You're right, Eric. It seems like they would just be like, yeah, you, what a lame ass fucking decision that was. Right. So the final just blows every single year. Yep. I mean, for the city that is the home of the underdog team, the expansion guys, like, yeah, that's a great ray of sunshine that's about to get ripped out of its own, you know, <laughs> guts, but through its kneecaps. But uh, yeah, you have fun with that, you know. The fuck kind of idea is that? I don't know, but the Blues. I think the reason that they ended up doing that is they kind of just happened to be the strongest of all of the six other or the five other expansion teams. Like, well, I will say, after 15 games, their first year, they hired Scotty Bowman. Yeah, he was hired on November of their first year. Yeah, so that took off then. And then after those three years, Bowman gets an upgrade, gets hired by the 
Canadians. They win five Stanley Cups in a row. Right. He goes on to be the winningest coach of all time. What's really right. funny too about the I read this earlier that although the Blues went to the finals the first three years after their inception, they were actually the last team out of that expansion draft class to win the Stanley Cup. Ah, because they didn't win their first one until 2019, right? And everyone else had already, yeah, at least once. Well, I guess, and you not the the seals the, don't, count. yeah, the, the Oakland seals because they folded. Right. But, so four other teams. Right. So, yeah, you had a – that was impressive. The Blues do that, but they don't win. Um, I And then that when the Flyers would go back to the Philly flu shit, right, <laughs> when they beat the crap out of everybody, by basically yeah. you have like a scorer and then you put two goons on the line with them. Yeah. There, there's so much more to be said about that team, right, Oh, absolutely. I mean, they weren't just, they were brutes, but they could also play hockey. Most of them anyway. Yeah. So after that, they won, what, two years in a row? And then there was like this, uh, if you ask the Canadians and their style of hockey, their whole thing was like, you know, we wanted to go back or we we maintained our style of hockey, which we thought was like a good mix of, yeah, physicality. I mean, God damn it. It's the sixties, sixties and seventies. Right. Um, but like grace and skill and all that stuff and good coaching and just, just not flagrant violence. Yeah. That overpowered. Yeah, a big difference. So when the flyers, I believe went to their third cup final in a row, they didn't win the third year and they lost to, you know, Gila Fleur's uh, Montreal Canadian. And it was, that was their showing was like this type of hockey is going to beat your type of hockey because we can still handle your bullshit. Right. And, you know, like as much as I'm very much a fan of, of physical hockey and, you know, fights are fun, but like that's the best kind of mix there is right there. You know, like no one said Guy Lafleur couldn't hold his own in a fight. You know, so you basically have like yeah. a team of like Gordy Howe type players. They right. have you the have, skill, you but have the they grace all... and yes. the brute. Right. It's not just like one guy is that and the other guy is the other. They're all they all possess that. So hockey kind of went back in that direction in the seventies. You know, um, but still the Flyers they did it in like seven years of their from their expansion year. Yeah. So that was kind of the record at the time. That's a good point though. If you think about like the mid to late seventies into the early eighties was probably, yeah, the peak of that type of hockey coming back. Cause then you had players like Gretzky, you had um, Steve Iserman, Lemieux. Yeah. yeah. Like they were a- all, they made the league back there they turned it back into more of a yeah a graceful game that yeah. was still like hard to play hard to oh god damn it got it got I mean, that run b aspect to it yeah still. i mean you just i mean it, just as a side note you could always go back and think about like great bloody rivalries just think about like the wings and the avalanche oh, yeah. in the late 90s i mean you I mean, you're going out there to just try to play the game of hockey, but you have to be able to 
give and receive all that extracurricular stuff. I mean, that is not a place for the weak willed or the weak stomach or the weak need or fucking anything like that. No. dude. Like just what a, what an office yeah. to go to. <laughs> they are absolutely, what a work, what yeah. a working environment. My they are God. warriors when it <laughs> yeah. comes to especially playoff hockey. Oh yeah. So it's, it's and so much fun to be watching. When you're playing for the Stanley cup, I, you know, every kid grows up dreaming to win the Stanley cup or at least touch it. See yeah. it in person. Yeah. Any of that. I'm up to, yeah, see it on a big TV. Like, I'll take that. Yeah. But um, it's your goal. It's your goal. Why do you want to play in the NHL? Because that's how you win the Stanley Cup. Right. Can't do that without that. I mean, it, even the league itself grew up dreaming of the Stanley Cup, right? Because the, it, it's got, I don't know if there's other leagues like this, but as far as I know, it's the only one that was formed around a trophy. Yeah. The trophy right. already existed <laughs> on right. the planet. Yeah. It just was. So the, the cup was, and the cup was so desired as because of what it was. I mean, it was made to be a challenge trophy for the best teams. Now there was a point where you could literally be like, Hey, I'll play you one game for that cup. Right. And if you were a legitimate team and you know, you could do it, then bam, that was your cup and you took it where you went. I mean, you know, it's God damn it. It has so many stories. It's so old. It's, it's just, but the, the play kept getting better and better and better. So there's all these errant teams out there. And it was like, you know, a little mix of, Oh, we're doing it for amateur purposes because it used to be looked down upon to, uh, involve anything monetary or financial in the game of hockey. But then you started getting more guys who weren't from like whatever the Canadian version of Princeton and shit is right. Where you were born with the proverbial silver spoon up your ass. You started getting prairie players, farmers, dirt farmers, dude, dirt fucking poor, like the Sutter family. There was like, they had, I think, the actual number that they had, they had like 147 kids and like, <laughs> like a hundred of them made it to the NHL. Right. But the, um, <laughs> their mom had to like, up. their mom had to like knit a new blanket and sell it to fucking like pay for food, even though they were like farmers and shit. I mean, these guys had nothing. So like hockey was everything. So to tell people like that, that, oh, you should be playing this game, even though you're amongst the best in the world, apparently. You know, you should only right, be apparently. playing it for love, not money. <laughs> like, Six. fuck you. If I can make money off that shit. <laughs> Six Sutters. Yeah. Brent, Brian, Daryl, Dwayne, Rich, and Ron all made it to the NHL. That's nuts. Yeah. And the, the one dude nuts. who they said never played. They said he was the best one, but he didn't want to. He, he did something else with like work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah, dude, stuff. that's old fucking prairie live tumble Canadian tumbleweed family right there. Pulling stuff like that off. Skating you know. the river. Yeah, he's going to skate, skate the, the river. river big time. <laughs> Only you could like power the, the lights in the home because of that. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, you just get it like a pulley system where you just skate the river <laughs> with it tied to your back. Yeah. Well, apparently it's like- Are the lights on? If you, they were thinking like that the kids when you had them would actually grow up. Maybe that's where yeah, I got right. that info from. It's like you have 183 babies because <laughs> 140 of them you're just literally going to throw either in the oven or in the wood <laughs> the wood burner because that's how you know that's how you turn right. Well, that it was into the, like a, it was a the life factory. So you know, so you just throw them, them into the use them as dusters, yeah. <laughs> right? Wiping floors, <laughs> just wipe its bare ass on the window on the on the on the picture of the. <laughs> Canadian prime minister that everyone used to, everyone used to have a picture of the fucking president, like in their home, <laughs> <laughs> like a nice painting or a drawing is yeah. in the dust bowl is just, you had to dust it every day. So that's how you use right. the baby and you just like cram its face against the, or maybe that was just before they made Swiffer and you actually dust or people thought you should dust with a bowl. Well, so it, that's the like gouging your walls with a bowl. <laughs> That's where the word Swiffer comes from. Sutter family. Sutter. Sutter, Sutter family. Sutter Swiffer family. Sutter. Yeah. So they, it's just a mis, you know, they spelled it a little bit oh, okay. back in the day. You know. Miscommunication. Yeah. So just kind of like. <laughs> so yeah, a couple kids made it. They survived. And uh, they, they were in the NHL in yep. a time when did the the contracts didn't really take off yet. So like what a fucking bummer, dude. If they were doing it now and you put six kids into the league. Jesus. Oh, that'd be insane. You know? Well, I mean, shit, what it takes to get into the league nowadays. You'd be I mean, broke. You got a couple of them. You got the Nylanders, the middle stats, the stalls, obviously. So that one, that last one was interesting. The stalls all playing each other. I wouldn't count um, the Kachucks because he was in the NHL, so he made some money. That's a whole thing, too. You know, the dad and then the kids. But right. it's anyway, it's all good. It's all it's all just it's all pra- prairie living, man. Just prairie <laughs> just living. Farming so anyway, dirt. yeah, you tell people like that that you shouldn't play hockey for money. So like, fuck that shit. So then they start having guys who are seriously like getting paid to go moonlight for one game in a cup game, you know, Oh, we'll get cyclone Taylor to come from the Montreal wanderers and play for, you know, the, the Saskatoon under balloons or whatever, the mud bees. bees. (laughs) And he was like, shit, yeah, I'll do that. So suddenly, and then he goes out and scores like 17 goals. (laughs) I'm not even making, that's not an exaggeration. They used to do shit like that, dude. Was there a guy named cyclone Taylor? Yeah, Fred Cyclone Taylor. Dude, there That's was fantastic. Uh, uh Dan Bain. He was like a cycling and roller skating champion. And he you know, um hmm. there was a oh, what was that guy's name? He he lost an eye. A couple guys that had sight in one eye. Willie O'Ree had sight in one eye. Didn't tell one anyone because he thought <laughs> it would lessen his chance of making the NHL. Right. So he just didn't tell anyone I can't see out of my fucking left eye. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's even crazier. Yeah, dude. Like, I just love it. Like, hockey really, it, 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 it's the only thing that comes close, and from my knowledge, in matching like that old fashioned shit that baseball has. I mean, baseball has been around for a million years, and it has all those awesome stories and awesome characters from its history. You know, 
And just like baseball, hockey measures the present against the past, right? So we know all the stats. We know all the records. Um, all the trophies are named after these guys. Hell, most of the names, you get to read that. That's what you do when you, when you look at the Stanley Cup after you win it. You sit there and read the names from the past. I mean, just the, the history is so important in the game of hockey that it's it's just woven into it, you know, and you're, you're taught to appreciate it and everything. And I, I just always really adored that about it. Well, and even when you compare it to other professional sports, when you, when you compare it to other professional sports, it doesn't like, they don't have the history and they don't focus on the history basketball. Yeah. There's a little bit of history there, but like, basically, I mean, if you were a young kid, you'd think that basketball started in the, in the late eighties when Michael Jordan started playing, like there was nothing that happened before Michael Jordan. And even right. football, I, I mean, like there's like, yeah, there, we, we learn about the ice bowl here and stuff, but you don't hear much about, you know, the seventies and the eighties in, in the NFL. It doesn't, it, it's not important. We're moving forward. And so, right. yeah, that, I think yeah. you're totally right. Like out of all of the professional sports, I think between baseball and hockey, I think those are the two that really embrace history the most. Yeah. I, I think soccer's probably up there. Especially sure. European soccer. Yeah, if you go around they've been there for sure. hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy but, how long um, that sport's it, been it, That's why it's just I, a ball. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. One ball. Right. Yep. It's just it's Lance Arms. There's a Lance Armstrong joke in there somewhere. Because he played a little <laughs> bit of soccer. <laughs> that's the joke that he played soccer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what connection did you make? <laughs> Left to right. Oh, I wanted to throw in one more thing that I just remembered that uh, since the Con Smythe was created, only five players have won it that were on the losing team. And the yeah. second player was Glenn Hall for the Blues. Oh, yeah. 67 seven, or 68. Ah. Yeah, I don't know all the other ones. I know the last one to do it was uh, Jean-Sebastien Jaguer in 2003. 2003, he won the Smythe, uh losing in net for the Ducks against the Devils. And I, oh, did, yeah. I think, did Reggie Leach win it for the Flyers? And they lost? That sounds right. Because he like set a postseason record, he scored like forty points or something. Huh. Reggie Lee, <laughs> the the thinker. <laughs> you couldn't spell hockey. So yeah, while while one of us types this shit up, um, yeah. So with the league itself, that was the point. The league itself said this. Pro hockey thing is becoming popular. Now guys are getting paid for it. Now we're actually seeing teams that play each other enough, right? So let's put a league around it. So, and there was another way too, because there was a rival league and some of the owners didn't like the other owners. So they were like, fuck it. Let's take the guys that we're all buddies with and we'll start the NHL. So the like the NHA and the fucking LH, whatever, can't play with us anymore and somehow we're the ones who are gonna get we're gonna keep the cup right yeah I so that was kind of like happened. the biggest thing it was just like someone had to be allotted like hey can can the cup be this thing and not their thing and like 
yeah, sure. You know, just trade me a <laughs> trade me a Sutter baby or two, and you got yourself a deal. So, oh, there's plenty more where that shit came from, dude. Pay me and wampum. Yeah, she's making a couple right now. A couple dusters, a couple Swifters, Swiffers. Yeah. Shit. To give to give away at the rink that night. <laughs> so, that's the first hundred hundred. We'll get a Sutter baby Swiffer to take babies. home with them. Yeah. How many babies does it take to screw in a light? Bulb? It is the light bulb. Because otherwise we can't pay for the electricity. <laughs> Literally screwing the fucking thing in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the league, league, no, we're, not, we're almost there. So the point <laughs> is, I believe. <laughs> oh, she is funny. My God. So there, there have been all kinds of experiences and situations for expansion teams some good most bad but the last two expansion teams have done some pretty interesting stuff and we will see uh what's to become of the vegas golden knights who in their short history have really made some gigantic splashes and uh also done dumb shit and missed the playoffs to try to, cause dude, is it not in their thing where they're like, we're winning a cup in the first couple of years? Like, we have to, to the point where we're, we'll do stupid shit. Right. And trade half our farm away for like these big names. But obviously, I mean, it's working it's, right now. It's Vegas. I'm sure they, you know, they took a lot of crap from media. And you have to behave. They listened like to that. It. Right. They acted like people made them think they should be. You act the way people act in Vegas <laughs> when they're not from there, right? Right, like like answering so like, a phone and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So you do a bunch of stupid you. shit. You blow your nest egg. You gamble your fucking uh, the deed to your house away while you're out on you know work vacation. You know you do a bunch of blow. I mean. Right, you got to ride back. We've seen movies. In, you got to ride back in a semi in with shame. some dude, right? And a bunch of he uh, probably has a bunch of quarters. And you're like, and oh, dude, quarters? <laughs> let's let's turn around, man. I, can, yeah. I feel it. I'm and, like this close. I'm 75 right. cents away from a hot streak. And then the back so that's opens, what, and <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they do. All the immigrants <laughs> fall. Like they fucking did, yeah. So like the the Rangers, right? The Rangers have always been known for operating within that confine of like the, the Rangers, the Big Apple, right? <laughs> no, it's the Windy Apple. The wind is the Windy Apple, right? right. <laughs> yeah, right. So they're the core of it at the core of the apple. <laughs> The windy apple. There is wind. There, there be wind. <laughs> there is at this at the end of this core. There is a hockey at the end of this apple. So you couldn't spell hockey. They fucking every year they try to make a big splash, right? So they get the Patrick Kane, they get the Tarasenko, they sign the Panera. Who, the by the way, Patrick Kane's out for out four to for, six months. <laughs> yeah, dude, hip resurfacing. Not that that's funny, but it's Just funny for the over. Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, anything's funny. For them. Yeah, so like New York, they've always acted like they were expected to do the big brash thing. You know, so in that vein, Vegas, apparently their identity is to 
pile as much shit on to win, 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 regardless of how you're like, I was up for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I was up and up and I was down for a really long time and I lost so much money. So in their short time, they can go to the final. They can be a good playoff team, always be expected. You know, they win the their division and then they up and make all these big trades to make themselves better and they miss the fucking playoffs. And then the next year they're in the final. Yeah. That that's Vegas, man. They're wild. Up yeah. and down. And then as far as uh, Florida, they're not an expansion team. <laughs> Haven't been for quite some time. So So good night. Yeah. I'm still going for Florida. There's just I've spent uh, too much. I don't care enough at this point I do, to really it's not about I think it's the opposite. For me, it's not about not caring. It's I think this is really truly one of those finals where you go, it sucks that someone has to lose this. Oh, for because sure. Because the story for both teams is really, really great. I mean, let's not forget what Florida did in the offseason to get to this point. And they barely made the playoffs. They had to win in and wait and hope someone else beat someone else. I mean, yeah, really they, on the edge of your seat, you know, skinning your teeth shit. And now they're going on a run that only like the 2012 Kings have done as like a, you know, quintessentially an eighth seed or essentially an eighth seed. Um, and uh, yeah, they're in the damn final and they're, they're, they're dismounting all the best. Cause that's what you do as an eighth seed. You know, you have to beat all the best teams. So I think the Florida story is really exciting. Matthew Kachuk, Dude, is he, is he clutch or fucking what? I mean, when you're winning yeah. games in OT and that game where they blew the lead, so you think you're going to OT on the clincher, the series clincher, and he's nope. like, nah. <laughs> four <laughs> seconds left. With four seconds left. Yeah. I mean, that worth every fucking penny just Oh, he made it look so time. easy, too. You do he that look once, so easy. you're worth every penny. That place was just electric in that building. So this truly is... I love that both of those places have really taken to their teams. Vegas has really taken to that team. And uh, it it should be, a. I think this is a highly anticipated final because they've been kind of disappointing since I'd say the Blues and the Bruins was the last time that it, like it went to seven and it was, you know, real fierce. So. That's my two cents and about 47 Sutter babies. That'll get you a new fur hat. Right. But that's <laughs> like a, you shouldn't be spending on that when we need a new floor. Right. No, we need a new <laughs> dust more. The kids are playing near the hole again. <laughs> we got to fix that flat tire on the left side of the house. So going to have another baby. <laughs> Oh, even people, the weight. People think I got it all wrong. <laughs> Put that one. <laughs> Put that one over there. We're leaning. We're leaning. Leaning and leaving. <laughs> <laughs>